0: Welcome the Lady Lawyer League podcast. They are a league of lady lawyers in an all-female law firm in Omaha, Nebraska called Hightower Ref Law. On this podcast, you'll hear stories of what it's like to be a lady lawyer and an entrepreneur. Now it's time to talk about the law, share real-life stories about representing clients, and discuss the current events of the week. It's the Lady Lawyer League podcast with Susan Ref and Tracy Hightower-Henny. Hello,
1: everyone. On today's podcast, we have Deanna Pena, an attorney at Hightower Ref Law, and we also have with us, Megan Moslander from the Legal Aid of Nebraska.
2: Hello.
1: Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Happy to be here.
2: So excited.
1: So we're going to talk about Legal Aid of Nebraska. That's what this episode is about. So, of course, we had to have Megan from Legal Aid. Thank you. I mean, we can talk about Legal Aid because we love Legal Aid, but like it's great to have Megan here to tell us all the things that we don't know because... We have found out that we don't know a lot about Legal Aid of Nebraska.
2: A lot of people don't know a lot about Legal Aid in Nebraska. Yes.
1: So then now they can listen to this podcast and just know everything. <laughs>
2: That's right. Yes. We can all know everything about Legal Aid of Nebraska. Yes.
1: So Megan, tell us about you, who you are, and like what you do with Legal Aid in Nebraska.
2: So I am the Chief of Development and External Relations at Legal Aid. I have been there, it was a year, was a year in July. I absolutely love my job. Uh, I've been in doing development and fundraising since, oh, it was a long time. We'll just go with a long time, over 15 <laughs> years. So my heart really is in social justice and, like, making the world, like, leaving an impact, I would say. So that's hugely important. And it's just me and my dog. And so my dog loves Legal Aid, too. Of course. I keep saying we need some Legal Aid doggy swag.
1: Yeah. Little shirts. And you almost brought your dog
2: with you today. Well, I would like to bring my dog everywhere. Yeah. But... Laws,
1: the stupid know, laws. I know, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I used to always want to bring my dog everywhere with me too. Um, my hundred pound Great Dane, yeah, and like she's you know a she yeah, and she gets like a, a lot of attention. And I'm like okay, mm-hmm. but I don't have time to like stop every time someone right. wants to pet her. You have either. to add
2: time onto your like yes errands when the puppy's with you. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I always say the puppy, and a so puppy. I feel very weird because I say the puppy. I don't ever talk in a normal human voice when I talk about my dog.
1: Oh, <laughs> but is your dog a puppy?
2: She's a year. Oh, okay, so that's she's still a, puppy. still a puppy. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: yes. Okay, so like when you say social justice, that truly is, that's the image that I get when mm-hmm. I think about Legal Aid of Nebraska. So tell us about the services that Legal Aid of Nebraska um, covers for people.
2: So when I came to Legal Aid, I thought I knew about Legal Aid because mm-hmm. one of my friends is an attorney there and has been for several years. I was so surprised at the amount of work that we do. So Legal Aid of Nebraska is over 57 years old. You know, we were created on the premise of ensuring fairness in the justice system. So we provide civil legal services to our most vulnerable Nebraskans, people that um, are low income and really struggling. What I like to tell people when they say, well, what is a typical, typical client? They are our, hard working people that have kept us going especially through the last you know mm-hmm. 2 years um, that are working those low wage jobs wait what happened
1: in the last 2 years oh yeah <laughs> nothing just nothing what do as you we mean?
2: have as we have masks here on the table Yeah, uh, but you know they really kept us going so they're working those jobs that a simple tire blowing can mess up everything, and that's when they need to call legal aid. Mm -hmm. So you can call legal aid for several different reasons, and when I say low income, you know, we really look at a a poverty, people that live about 125% at or below the poverty line. However, that being said, when people call, just call us, right, because there's ways that we look at your income and assets and really try to help you with that. And when I say civil legal services, so most people, can have um, an attorney for a criminal trial, Mm -hmm. you don't have access to that, right? And no offense, everyone in this room, Mm -hmm. but attorneys can be expensive. Very. And we know the justice gap is huge. So people can turn to us for our four main priorities are housing, children and families, income and benefits, and debt and finance. That means anything from housing, we know that's been huge, evictions, to struggling with a public assistance benefits like SNAP, unemployment, you have a garnishment happening, custody, divorce, protection orders. Last year, legal aid served over 12,000 Nebraskans. Wow. That's great. Yeah, that's amazing. And we receive anywhere between 1,200 and 1,400 requests for assistance a month.
1: And
0: there's legal aid branches all over the state, right? I know there's one in Scotts Bluff. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: We are in seven cities. Um, Bancroft is not, um, that's more of our farm and ranch. So we have Scotts Bluff, we have North Platte, we have Lincoln, we have Omaha, we have Norfolk. And why can't I remember the last one? You're looking
1: at me like I should I, I know. I right? don't even like, know where Bancroft is, so.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. OK, I fail at <laughs> no, it's this, on right? the web.
1: It's on the website, y'all. Yeah, Check out the website. Right? Yeah, like, right. I, I
2: mean, normally I have it all down, right? Normally yeah. I can. Hey, you like, got
1: six out of the seven. Grand yeah. Island. Oh, my
2: gosh. Grand uh, Island. Woohoo. I was supposed to go to Grand Island today, and I'm here.
1: Instead of going to Grand yeah, Island. I said I'll
2: come later. Yeah, oh,
1: that's yeah, great. Yeah. They're like, "No, go
2: talk about us. <laughs> come later." I was like, "I'll bring treats when I come later." <laughs> um, that's great. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. no, so go what you are, go.
0: So there's the different priority areas. Yes. So what are other programs that Legal Aid does in order to you know support those four priority areas? That is
2: one thing. Like I said, I was completely blown away by the amount of work that we do. So we have our main priority areas. and then we have a lot of projects and programs that feed in to those areas. egg worker rights. huge important hugely important. We've been super active with that, especially through the pandemic with outreach, making sure people have know when they can get their vaccines. I'm really proud of that team. They worked incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. So that's also about um, making sure you're getting wages right in, you know employment discrimination
1: safe working safe working, yeah
2: so we did especially in the summer when it's so hot yes and we know that our agricultural workers are so important to our state all of our employees are but we really um and the team is bilingual so they go out That's to a great. lot of events they brought in educational events with doctors that are bilingual we really pushed the information throughout covid so small but mighty team but great um uh, and then we have a medical legal partnership with hospitals in the area, Lincoln, Omaha, um, a couple out state, also Charles Drew. So,
0: what does the medical legal partnership do? Yeah. I remember when I was an intern, they help with like getting wills and powers of attorney. Is right. that is there more or
2: guardianships? I can tell one personal story. Um, I had a friend whose son was injured in a fire. He was twenty. Mm. He was incapac- incapacitated. Mm-hmm. She called, unbeknownst to me, and they did. Um, we did the guardianship, and that was hugely yeah, important for that crazy. mom who had to immediately try to get everything settled for her son in the yeah. hospital. And we also just started a program at the VA. Ooh. So that has been fantastic. The one thing about that program is, you know, a CHI can provide a – have a contract with us VA cannot mm-hmm. um, give us that money so we've had to privately raise that money and that's where I come in It's a great program and we also have a domestic violence program called reach that is outstate when I say outstate don't be offended anyone it's how we have to phrase it but outside of Lincoln and Omaha type areas so everywhere from Beatrice to Scott's Bluff you know all around. Um. Here's
1: my experience with Outstate. So I'm from Omaha. Yep. Prior to going to college, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything other than Omaha or Lincoln. <laughs> so then I went to Doane College in Crete, Nebraska, and everyone that went to Doane College didn't go right. to Omaha or Lincoln. Yeah. So I started to learn about Burwell and Grand Island. Yeah. And literally, like, I didn't even know Grand Island existed. So <laughs> I think that was my like experience of opening the world to outstate. Sure. So I get it. I I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was fortunate because my brother lives in Alliance. He's a rancher. And so I spent time driving back and forth. Uh I spent a summer out there. That was an eye-opening experience.
1: Yes.
2: And my parents really always just said let's learn about it. So I spent summer at Fort Robinson. Cool.
1: Have you seen Carhenge? That's my on my bucket list. My brother's in Oh uh, yeah. We yeah. grew up going to Carhenge. like That's on On the summer vacations. And I'm from Beatrice.
2: So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is a great Beatrice Lady Orange right here. An orange with legs and arms. <laughs> is, is that, that the, the mascot? mascot? Yeah. That's what the female mascot is. Oh like is. the fruit orange? Yes. But then the boys is William of Orange. We won't talk about the history of William of Orange because it's not.
1: I feel like that there's a thing there yeah. that is not appropriate. I have a very
2: interesting family because my brother's a police officer and I'm into social justice. My other brother is, um, I would say, opposite politically. And then my sister is the most amazing lesbian I know.
1: Awesome. awesome. So,
2: and my parents were phenomenal. Like... I think yeah. that's like
0: a common thread. So like I'm from central Texas and my family is very conservative, but we all just make a significant effort to just try to meet each other where we're at. I mean, yeah. we're from the Fort Hood area. So even though I have my own political views, I love the military and I love veterans mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's just there are different, you know, there are, the divides are not mm-hmm. as big as we think that they
1: are. They can really be yeah. bridged.
2: Yeah. And my parents are the reason why I do this work. Well, and there's so much good
1: conversation though around mm-hmm. this work, and you know, as long as people can just sit down and like respect and listen and learn, mm-hmm. it's right. it can be a very eye-opening thing to talk about things that you don't you don't even know about, right?
2: Especially one of the things that I talk about as someone in fundraising is when we can help. Like, if you provide money to legal aid, our return on investment is really huge because we hear time and time again from a client, when we help them solve their legal barriers, they can get a better job. Yeah. They can have better housing. Mm-hmm. There's the so snowball effect. So increases their self-sufficiency. And I was looking, um, one of the areas we need is additional money around family law, because mm-hmm. we need more family law attorneys. And unfortunately, when a victim of domestic violence, you know, continues to have to go to the hospital because they don't have an attorney that they can turn to, the cost to states and cities is large per year. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So help us, we can do what, if you fund, so for a woman, the average is right around $110,000. That's some of the research I pulled. That's what we need to fund one attorney. Mm -hmm.
1: So that's like the economic statuses, yeah. and just The impact
2: is huge. The things that
1: people don't think about, like, Mm -hmm. and and I think the other thing that... I want to go back and point out, too, because not all all of our listeners understand the difference between criminal and civil, right? right? Yeah. So like, as a criminal um, defendant, so that means you've been charged with a crime, mm-hmm. you're entitled to a public defender, right? Mm-hmm. or you can hire your own attorney, mm-hmm. or you could do that pro se, meaning on your own if you want to. But on the civil side, you have no constitutional right to an no. attorney, mm-hmm. but there's all these effects that can happen you know, in your civil case, like you can have garnishments, you can be evicted, you can mm-hmm. it have your children your life. taken away. Yes. Yes. And it's like so much bigger... Mm-hmm. Well, we
0: get calls all the time from people who try to do their divorce on their own and then we're looking at the paperwork and it's oh like, you know, I, I'm trying to help someone right now who she thought that she was awarded the house and the documentation does not say that. In the decree. And yes. so she's been paying this house for 12 years that she doesn't own and now she's trying to sell it uh-huh. and she can't because of, you know, these like technicalities and all this stuff and it's like. You know, you attorneys yes. are so necessary for so many different parts of life that, you know.
2: But oftentimes so out of reach for a lot of people. No yes. offense to any of yes. you. Right. Which is why we, we refer that, to legal aid. Right. Yes. And that's why legal aid is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a myth. That we support, you know, you supporting legal aid, we're helping people that are out of work and, you know, all those bad, terrible myths. Mm-hmm. But the majority of our clients work. Like, they mm-hmm. are hard-working yeah. people that are often working one or two jobs. Mm-hmm. But it's that one thing. Yes. You, right, right now, you get COVID. Mm-hmm. You're off work. Then you can't pay your rent. Maybe you've already used rent emergency rental assistance because you can only get it one. Like... Then what? You know, and we had a speaker, Matthew Desmond, who wrote the book Evicted. And he made such an incredible point. And he said, when we think about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs or basic needs, housing's at the bottom. Yeah, shelter. You know, that's the most Mm -hmm. important. Like you need safe shelter. Like if you don't have that, your kids have to leave um, their school. You lose even their favorite toy. Maybe we have to get rid of that because you have to move quickly. Like there's so many things that that is impactful. So we really need to look at how we can help people in these areas, and that's why Legal Aid is so important.
1: Okay, so on the housing note, because tell us about the Tenant Housing Assistance Program that Legal Aid is partnering on right. and how that has become so important during COVID.
2: So the Tenant Assistance Project was started by Professor Ryan Sullivan. Shout out to him. He's amazing. He's with the UNL um, Law College. or Woohoo! And that's um, where I went. (laughs) The Volunteer Lawyers Project um, out of Nebraska State Bar Association Legal Aid um, is a partner of that. And it was started in Lancaster County. And really, it is helping people around not getting evicted. Eviction was a crisis pre pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it's blowing up. And now there's not a moratorium. And even during the moratorium, we had people trying to slip through. It was still happening. Yes. Mm -hmm. And now without that, yes, there is emergency rental assistance. But so I went um, to observe eviction court and there was a woman who'd already ran through emergency rental assistance. Mm -hmm. So what do you do now? right
1: and so eviction the issue of eviction and housing in general and being able to pay your rent has mm-hmm. become such a big more important thing mm-hmm. during covid because people lost their jobs taking right. time off during or if they have covid mm-hmm. and not you know getting that regular paycheck mm-hmm. and if that is the paycheck that they need to pay their rent then the landlords are saying well you have you can't pay your rent so at some point we had a moratorium and there was all these exceptions that um, it was, I think, a thing to be able to get through the hoops to get the eviction still.
2: Mm-hmm. So then. We fought a lot of those. I'm very proud of our staff. Yeah, yes. great.
1: So when we say eviction court, you know, it's it's kind of a day that all the evictions are set on, right? Mm-hmm. And so how does the tenant assistance project help on that day in court?
2: You go. Um, someone who has an eviction, no, it's best. It is 110% best if someone calls. Legal Aid of Nebraska, and you can find the number on our line, all of that, are on, on the website. But if you call, then we can kind of maybe negotiate with the landlord first. Otherwise, you come and there's an attorney there to assist you. So In the courtroom. Have, yes, yes. We have volunteers from that have been coordinated through um, VL, Volunteer Lawyers Project, or known as VLP, and they really try to walk you through that process. And hopefully get you to be able to stay in your home sometimes a win is you get another week or another month to move out Mm -hmm.
1: and then also avoiding an eviction on your record too so if if the attorney can negotiate with the landlord either before Mm -hmm. the court hearing or during the court hearing and maybe hey i need Four more days, I will get out. I have a place, I'm gonna move Mm -hmm. into that. And then maybe the landlord agrees, okay, I'm not gonna continue with the eviction because Mm -hmm. that can be a huge damper on future housing needs. No one will rent to you, yeah, right.
2: I also found out during this that there is a database that a a landlord can look in and find your name. They could look up Megan Mosslander to see if I have an eviction or not. Mm -hmm. And also, those evictions don't fall off, it's not like a bankruptcy that eventually falls off your record. They stay. Mm -hmm. So when you get that letter, don't just ignore it. Call us. Come to uh, the courthouse. The VLP folks always have red suit jackets on if you're in Douglas County or Lancaster County. But call us. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, you. Because I think Joy
1: has been going to court. Mm -hmm. So So Joy from our office does that very frequently. And it's
2: really, it's disheartening. It's sad. But then when... We have, you know, some wins when we're there, like you're like, Oh my goodness, like yeah it's so amazing. And the thing that people need to know is eviction court never stopped. Mm-hmm. Like criminal proceedings, some criminal proceedings stopped during the pandemic. That's right. Mm-hmm. Our attorneys, despite pan you know, the pandemic, especially in the big throes of when there was no vaccine, they were still going to court. Mm-hmm. And so I really that's one thing I tell people is the staff of Legal Aid are incredibly inspiring uh, fighters, passionate and intelligent people but also really fun
1: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yep. like you that's
0: why you're here I try to be fun. yeah so yeah. there's the housing justice project yes. what are some other programs that you think it's important that the public know about
2: we have a native american program Ooh, so tell us about we that. have very uh crew of incredible attorneys and outreach coordinator named kirby they are represent people on every reservation here in nebraska Wonderfully smart about tribal law. They also work with, um, like, at the Ponca Health, the new beautiful Ponca Health Center in Lincoln. Just brilliant people, and people don't realize that, right? Like tribal law and regular law is a little different, right? Um,
1: What are the unique circumstances that the attorneys in that program help with Native Americans?
2: You're asking a non-attorney for that question? Uh, <laughs> but um, but like, they are you know,
1: completely different um, yeah.
0: systems, and there's yeah, different yes. methods that, you know, methods. Mm-hmm. Even the law itself is different. I remember mm-hmm. when I was an internet Legal Aid, someone came in who had a, a notice from a tribal court, right. and we couldn't even explain what it was because we were so mm-hmm. nervous about interpreting it incorrectly, even though it seemed on, on the surface simple. It was like, we don't know, you know how this court works. Right. It's like if you wanted to go do law, in Spain, mm-hmm. and you don't yes. know how the pleading works and what what a judge is called and what court is... It's and I, it's a totally different um, system.
2: I also believe you have to, like, you know how you... I don't know the proper wording because I'm not an attorney, but... <laughs> when you you are pra- licensed to practice in Nebraska, I believe you have to do oh, the same thing. Oh, do a pro hoc right Yeah, you, you, because the, there's, like, a tribal court in Winnebago. There's a tribal court in Santee. The oh. reason why I know that is because my good friend is actually a, a tribal officer, in Santee, and so I learned about the Santee Court. Long so you have to different be licensed nations.
1: in different mm-hmm. different. Nations oh my have different my too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's very.
0: I mean, they're sovereigns. You know, it's it's as, yeah. as if to be a different country. So, right. Um,
2: and so, uh, some of our attorneys that live here, um, I know, are the judges like for yes, Winnebago yeah. and Punkin. But so they're a great group. But also, our outreach coordinator there does a lot around domestic violence so that's been really fascinating for me to learn a lot about we also in lancaster county we have a juvenile justice contract so that's you know a lot around juvenile justice that's some hard work yes um Mm. we have a community luring project in lincoln called uplift which is phenomenal so we actually work within centers um, el centro Mm. good neighbor and the asian center our attorney goes there and provides luring services there with the help of an advocate most of our clients do not speak english mm-hmm. and so we have an advocate that translates that's been three years thanks to um, the woods foundation in lincoln funded that as a breakthrough so really great exciting we do some stuff around disaster relief around the floods somebody came running up to me the other day and was like you work at Legal Aid, they help, we helped me so much during the floods. And I was like, yeah. that was before my time, but okay. But sure. Yeah. And I also wasn't like ready to hug, like, because I'm like, are we sure. hugging? Or are we? <laughs> they were like this. And I was like, is that a hug? You know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm waving my arms around. Sometimes I forget I'm on a microphone. <laughs> but that is one thing that is really cool about my job is when I do meet people
1: that we yes, have helped. Yes. It's
2: so impactful for them. And as someone who does the fundraising, I will take anybody, like I, majority of people's money I will take, right? Because there is a huge need. But mm-hmm. when we get that 5 or $10 donation from a former client that says, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The fir- That was one of the first donations I got at Legal Aid. And mm-hmm. they were just like, thank you for helping me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's or, awesome. Um, for those of you that are already donors, thank you. But like our holiday appeal was about someone that came to one of our Clean Slate clinics, which I know you're going to quickly talk about. Um, but that now she works at Legal Aid. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, tell, tell us about, us about that. That. yeah. <laughs> so clean slate because that
1: is such a huge access right. to justice issue.
2: Our clean slate clinics are held a couple times a year, and we work with people who have criminal convictions. There are some guidelines around them, um, around who we can help, but we will help set aside their criminal conviction. So you can't have served time in prison. It's less than a year. And that's by
1: state law. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But we don't offer expungement, but these are set aside. So it's the next best thing. And they really help people for housing, jobs, that kind of thing, because you have to have it signed off by a judge. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're happy to do that. We're going to have some clinics coming up. So follow our social media, check our website. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And not only because, like, when you can get a – Criminal conviction set aside off your record. Obviously, that has the same snowball effect. You can get a job that you mm-hmm. may not have, be able to get with your, you know, criminal record right. and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's also extremely important for all of those basic mm-hmm. needs too. So that
0: clean slate clinic. A lot of these legal aid clinics are things that private attorneys can
1: volunteer with in um, on their own as well. Correct.
2: Right. Yes we need volunteer attorneys.
1: Okay. So on this, (laughs) I really want to talk about the transfer on death deeds clinic that Deanna and I went to. Susan was there. That was so amazing. So transfer on death deeds. And you can tell me if I'm wrong because I learned about it there (laughs) is when an individual owns a home and they may not have a whole estate plan or a will, but making sure that that home stays with who they want mm-hmm. after they die. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a way to say, okay, if I die, the house that is in my name is going to this person.
0: Yeah. You like bypass mm-hmm. the whole probate. Yeah. And
1: yes. And it's like a really quick
0: document. Mm-hmm. Yes, Yeah. I, I loved it because the majority of, so it was held at the Habitat for Humanity and the volunteer project and legal aid. We're all, you know, coordinating. Um, and, you know, obviously I love immigrants more than anything in the world. Um, and, The majority of people that I helped were refugees from Sudan or from Myanmar. And it was just so great to see that they were actually getting to realize the American dream. Like they were able to own homes and they were able to keep that wealth in their family and create generational wealth. You know, opportunities that are hard to come by when you're born here. And, you know, we were able to help them carry on their family legacy and you know it was just it was so 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 great to be able to do that work
1: and it was so organized and like it was so easy for someone Mm -hmm. you know my primary practice is divorce world and not even knowing what a transfer and death deed we had a form we were able to you know chat with the the client and Mm -hmm. and partnering with Habitat for Humanity because the clients coming in were like, you know, we got this home through Habitat for Humanity. And like, it's so great mm-hmm. to know that it's going to stay with me and with, with my, my family. family.
2: Mm-hmm. I th- they announced that day that we kept $6 million worth of wealth in North Omaha. Yes. That's amazing. That. And it was around 40 clients. And everybody volunteered for, like total three hours. But we yeah. had to leave a little bit early. And I think that's what's really important for people that are interested in volunteering is you do not have to know you don't have to do how no housing law right, yes. you don't have to know the type of law that we're doing because we provide that training mm-hmm. and it's not like hours and hours and hours right. of training no, so it's not. i mean you honestly could say i'm going to volunteer for one clinic a month it's maybe total with training that day like four hours
1: Maybe. Maybe.
2: Or you can do it once a year. Like, we're not holding you to anything. Yes. We just need volunteers. The need is so great, and we can't do our work without volunteers. And these clinics are so impactful. We do a name change clinic. Yes. So people that are transitioning, but not just people that are transitioning. Maybe you were a refugee or immigrant, and – your birth certificate doesn't match this and that, and so we mm-hmm. fix it, right? Like, mm-hmm. we work with yes. that. Or you're a domestic violence victim, and you want something For changed. For safety reasons, yeah. yeah. Right. So we do all of those things, and they're one-offs. Um, and But then we also have our PAI work, which, um, so we, if you want to come to Legal Aid, and do, take some cases for a reduced rate. It's $90 an hour. We need, we'll. a lot of the stuff is family law. Mm-hmm. Um, What's so,
1: PAI mean?
2: Um, private attorney involvement.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, <Ding-o-> perfect. Yeah. <laughs> this is a quiz show yeah. uh, for Megan.
2: So you it's really great. So if you don't want to volunteer your time, you need some... money for it we're happy to do that yes please call us Mm -hmm. so we actually you can email pro bono at legalaidofnebraska.org you can I'm on the website not my smiling face but you can always email me directly but we're happy to have more volunteers and also tell people about legal aid right
1: yes I think the the one thing that we have um, really appreciated with our work with legal aid is that Anytime any of our attorneys are going to come to the clinics, Mm -hmm. you all make it so easy for us. You know, like the Rural Divorce Clinic, we are coming on to a Zoom right now Mm -hmm. with um, a client and helping them walk through the forms that you provide. Mm -hmm. And these forms for us are like things that we can do in our sleep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so Mm -hmm. easy for us. But for the person on the computer screen, this is like the most important thing for them. Yeah. So I think... That's what I'm grateful for is that legal aid makes it so easy for attorneys to volunteer. Yes. So, and there's always someone like on
0: site who so at the transfer and deed clinic, I had questions about like there were names that were wrong and I was like I'm not necessarily a contract lawyer, like I'm not sure if this is going to like void this entire deed and there were attorneys there that I could talk to and yes. you know fix the problem and that was such a relief to yes. know that like if I have a question there's someone here that's going to answer it so that this person can actually still get help.
2: And I think we've had both of you learn stuff in those clinics, Mm -hmm. but we've also had new attorneys that are like, wow, I can take this back to my practice. Yes. So... And think an hour or three hours once a year, even if you choose not to do it monthly, can be so impactful to Mm -hmm. someone else and hugely impactful to legal aid as well.
1: Yeah. So on that note, you know, as we kind of wrap up and one of the things I want to mention is there will be a link to all of this information in our show notes. Mm -hmm. So check that out as you're listening to this podcast. But you talk about money. You know, you are the director of Mm -hmm. development. So tell us what you need, like where to donate and who can donate, and what's the most important thing for legal aid?
2: On the top of our website, there is a donate button. So they can click that and make a donation. You can always send a check to our office, our Omaha office. Really, uh, if you want to donate $5, if you want to donate $5 million. I mean, every dollar matters. Because, Let's shoot
1: for the $5 million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is so
2: great. We have a huge need, I would say. We get most of our calls around family law. So there's always a huge need for family law support. And that could be someone even doing the PAI work because we do some of the, we have to place out some cases that we can't deal with, but we'd love to be able to hire our another family law attorney for both the Omaha and Lincoln office, which, you know, is not cheap. Yeah. Um, So we'd love that, but really every single dollar counts. Also, um, we are happy to come in if you have a law firm that wants to know more about Legal Aid because we have so many programs and programs. Yes. We didn't even cover mm-hmm. everything today. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we do Lunch and Learns. We love that. Um,
1: that's what – so we're going to do a Lunch and Learn, too, mm-hmm. just so – And we know, bring the office, Yeah, so our office will know, too, like, oh, okay, someone comes in with a question or an issue mm-hmm. that we can't help with, but we know, oh, that's right. You know, legal Megan told that. us that Legal Aid does that. Mm-hmm. And so, I think also being a partner with Legal Aid as mm-hmm. private attorneys, knowing you know when is the best uh, time and way to refer you clients to, right. is super helpful for us because mm-hmm. we hate when someone calls and we're like, "Oh, we can't help you. I'm sorry." We want to say, "But we're going to send you here." Mm-hmm. Right. We want to be helpful. So.
2: And we have a huge staff, but the need is—I keep saying—the need is so great because I hate saying no, right, mm-hmm. to people. Yes. Our poor people on the intake line. Um, you know, when you call for help that have to say no, that stinks. No one wants to have to do that. But we can't help more people without more people helping us. I yes. mean, it's and I can assure you we're good stewards of your money and the return on investment's huge, not just impactful, but life change. I mean, it really does change someone's life.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming yes, today. Absolutely. This was amazing. So next great time, to have you. Yeah. next time bring your dog. I will. <laughs> okay. Little Yuri. But thank you. This was super educational, even more. Yes. Um, so I I really appreciate you taking your time and coming and chatting. I will always shout out And promoting legally. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Lady Lawyer League podcast. And be sure to like and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about our firm, Hightower Ruff Law, please visit our website at hrlawomaha.com.
2: We'll see you next week.